This is Boston Scott, and you're listening to the Birds Banter Podcast. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen do it. Screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. What is going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Birds Banter Podcast. This is your host, Matt Loopy. You can find me on social media, Matt Loopy11 on Instagram, Matt underscore Loopy on Twitter, and you can follow the Birds Banter Podcast, Birds Banter PHL on Instagram and Birds Banter on Twitter for all of your Eagles updates, podcasts. Make sure you're following us so you know when the podcasts are dropping, and we got some new news coming out for you. Um, I apologize for the wait. We've been about taking a two-week break for the podcast, but... June is here. We are back in action and going to have some great content for the month of June. Looking forward to sharing some Eagles news updates, thoughts, analysis, um, some takes with you guys, and just continue to grow the podcast and um, take it to the next level. Have some updates to come later in the summer. I'm really excited to share with you guys about the podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. But today, you know, the Eagles offseason has been. A little bit slower right now, which is expected. We're um, about at the midway point. The Eagles signed some players last month, which we reviewed in our last podcast. Um, Ryan Kerrigan, Kerryon Johnson. And now the Eagles are in OTAs. Rookie minicamp is over. And surprisingly, you know, OTAs are voluntary. You know, you can go if you want. You don't have to. And um, it seemed like every single player showed up. If you're watching the videos, if you see the pictures, it's a full roster out there. And that just speaks volumes with how dysfunctional the Eagles have been for the past two years. Um, All these rumors coming out, the drama with Doug Peterson, you know, the team just seems to be falling apart. The locker room was just a mess. And then now Nick Sirianni comes in, Jalen Hurts QB1, and we got a full roster. Everybody's ready to go. Um, you see Devontae Smith posting stuff on social media. Rodney McLeod's back in action. He's aiming for a week one return after tearing his ACL last season. And it looks like everybody's just enjoying their time, building up that teamwork, and hopefully they're going to make a run at winning the NFC East this year. It's definitely wide open. Um, the Cowboys definitely have an edge because they have the best quarterback in the division. Coming back healthy, and they have some impressive offensive firepower with Ezekiel Elliott. Um, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, to, to name a few, and they spent a lot of draft capital on their defense, which was the one that was the one side of the ball that was lacking last year. Um, obviously, besides their quarterback play after Dak Prescott got hurt. But anyways, the I think the division, the NFC East, is going to be pretty competitive this year. I don't think anybody's going to escape with you know 12, 13 wins, obviously. But you know, Washington won the division last year, so they're the reigning champs. They um, they have a solid roster, their defense especially. They're bringing Ryan Fitzpatrick, who can easily put together a 500 season, maybe even better. The Giants added a lot of talent this offseason. Um, really, what I've been telling people is, because um, I know a few Giants fans, and they're all excited about this season, I'm like, look, they got a great team right now. The roster is built beautifully. However, the future, the success of the Giants this season is all up to Daniel Jones. 
And if I was a Giants fan, I wouldn't be too excited about that. Um, no offense to to them. I think they've done a great job this offseason. I think they've built a pretty good team. However, it's just, do you really trust Daniel Jones to take the next step and be a top 15 quarterback? He might not. He might even need to be top 10 to take them to the next level. Um, I don't see it happening. Um, if it does, great for them. If not, you know, they're still going to be at the bottom, uh, which I definitely predict that they're going to finish below the Eagles in standings this year. So anyways, getting on to it, um, yeah, the offseason has been a little bit on the slower end, which we're going to have some more news updates coming out um, in the next few weeks. Hopefully we bring on some guest speakers to talk about some positional battles because there's definitely uh, a lot of positions that are up in the air right now with injuries, younger players have, uh, you know, having roster spots and a new coaching staff. You know, last year and years past, Doug Peterson and Jim Schwartz, they latched on to a few players. Um you know, I, I'm a big Jalen Mills supporter, but that's one that comes to mind. In years past, he was definitely favored because Jim Schwartz just loved Jalen Mills. And then last year when Nate Gary would just get destroyed every single game the first half of the season, Schwartz would publicly defend him in press conferences. He's like, I think Gary did a great job last game. Uh, he had three touchdowns scored on him. So we're getting away from that. There's a new coaching staff. They don't have any emotional bonds to these players right now. They're not going to form that within a four-month offseason working with these guys. So I'm excited to see you know, who is going to rise to the top because it's going to be all organic. You're going to get the best players that are going to be getting the most playing time to start the season. A lot of competition, and uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting as far as roster cuts and everything go. But the biggest headline, in my opinion, going into the 2021 season is obviously new quarterback, new head coach, a lot of new players on offense and defense. But the thing that stands out to me the most is because of Nick Sirianni, because of Jalen Hurts, and because of the way the running back group is right now, I strongly believe that the Eagles' success this season is going to be coming from the ground, the ground game, the run game, whatever you want to call it. The offensive line is back at full health. You got Jordan Mailata coming off of a fantastic season. Brandon Brooks looking to regain full strength from that um, injury he had last season. And then Lane Johnson coming back. We got Jason Kelsey for one more year. Isaac Sayamalu might get Landon Dickerson coming in midseason to take over at guard. Man, that's a great offensive line. But also, like I mentioned, Sirianni loves running the ball. He did with the Colts. The Colts had a very crowded backfield, especially, I mean, for years now. Um, you know, the most notable ones, Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines, they've been there for a few years now. And then um, Marlon Mack just got a second contract. He did tear his Achilles, so not really sure how much of an impact he's going to be in 2021. But, you know, last year, Jonathan Taylor leading the pack, Naheem Hines behind him, Jordan Wilkins, you know, still a great running back, just didn't really have much opportunity because the backfield was just so crowded and Jonathan Taylor took over. So we knew that that's what the Eagles were going to get themselves into with hiring Nick Sirianni, that the offense was going to be predominantly run heavy, which Doug Peterson hated. He did not like to run the ball. And it was so frustrating sometimes because, which we'll get to with Miles Sanders, you know, there would be success. You'd, you'd be getting five yards per carry. You run the ball t- two times, you're getting a first down. It's as simple as that. And nope, no matter how bad Carson Wentz was playing, let's throw the ball 30, 40, 
45 times and just hope it works. Well, guess what? It never did. The Eagles won four games. So I think the Eagles' offense is going to be so much more successful because the way the offense is built and the minds that are there in the offensive group, you know, there's a lot of opportunity to run the ball and run it effectively. So I think the Eagles are going to have a lot of success, and they understand that they should be running the ball a lot more than they have in the past. So in this podcast, we're going to talk all about the running game, what it's going to look like in 2021, what to expect, what running backs are going to make the team, which are not. And in my opinion, you got to start with talking about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a dual threat quarterback. I know we refer to Carson Wentz as a dual threat quarterback sometimes, which he was, but let's be honest, ever since he tore his ACL in 2017, he was not the same rushing quarterback. He did not look as good. He wasn't as agile, wasn't as fast. And if you're comparing the two and you need a quarterback to scramble and get you 10 yards, everybody that you ask is going to pick Jalen Hurts over Carson Wentz. No doubt about it. Um, Hurts is just, he's built better to run. He's quicker, more elusive, and he ran the ball a lot in college, a lot, both at Oklahoma and Alabama. Um, If it wasn't there, he had no issue tucking the ball and running. Sometimes he did it too often. But as we saw when he progressed to the NFL and took on the starting job, Hertz did a great job at making sure he wasn't running too much. That was my biggest knock on him coming out of college. When he didn't see his first option open, which was normally C.D. Lamb at Oklahoma, he didn't see that first option, he would tuck the ball and run. And sometimes he got him into some, some problems because the running lanes were not open for him. They weren't developed and linebacker, defensive lineman just come and take him right down to the ground. So I was thinking, man, if Hertz is starting, he better not just try to run every single play like he did in college. Um, didn't really trust his arm too much. He proved me wrong there. Proved me wrong that he was a smart football player and he could know when to run the ball and when to throw the ball. Jalen Hurts played really well. I think he's going to be very successful and um you know he is a great passer but let's not take away from how you know electric he is on the ground he is a dual threat quarterback and he should be treated as so if he has the open lanes he's going to take them he started four games last year i know he came in a little bit to run some read options or whatever but he started four games in the entire season 63 rushes for 354 yards three rushing touchdowns wow five and a half yards per carry for a quarterback that played a quarter of the season that's impressive he's just getting his footing in the league you know some plays he would extend them and it's like man that's the future um sometimes watching him run the ball around i was like yeah hurts is going to be better than carson wentz in this offense it's time to move on from wentz um hurts is electric and I think expecting him to get, you know, five, six, seven hundred yards next season on the ground is completely doable for him. He's going to be running the ball at least five times per game, at least. If he needs a scramble, he's not going to be afraid to do so. You could see him take ten carries one game, and I wouldn't be surprised. So Jalen Hurts, it starts with him. You know, when you talk about a run-heavy offense, when you have a dual-threat quarterback like Jalen Hurts, yeah. You're going to be very run heavy. Um, and I'm not going to say that he's not going to throw the ball. He's still going to throw the ball at least 25 times per game. They have the weapons to do so. 
However, take the pressure off the young quarterback. Let these wide receivers develop and not throw them 50 balls per game. And work to your strengths. And that's going to be on the ground. So Jalen Hurts, it starts with him. I think he's going to have a big year on the ground, and rightfully so. He has all the tools to do so. Next up, the Eagles have Miles Sanders. And as we get into these running backs, it's the deepest running back group that I remember. Man, I don't even know for how long. I guess you can make the argument back in 2014, 2015. I believe it was 2014 when the Eagles brought in Ryan Matthews, DeMarco Murray, and Darren Sproles. Didn't work out, but that was definitely the most crowded the backfield has been. Ryan Matthews was a Pro Bowl running back. DeMarco Murray just came off of um, being the best running back in the league. And then Darren Sproles just doing it all and being fantastic in the running game and passing game. So that comes to mind. Didn't work out. Hopefully this year will be better. Um, You could make the argument for the Super Bowl year, but this group is much more talented. No question about it. And there's a clear lead back. If you look back at 2016, the Eagles had Ryan Matthews, Darren Sproles, um, Wendell Smallwood, can't forget him, and uh, 2017, the Super Bowl year, the Eagles had a little bit of a just a rotational role player kind of backfield. It was LeGarrette Blunt, Corey Clement, Darren Sproles um, until he got injured, Wendell Smallwood, and then Jay Ajayi with the trade. And then 2018, you bring in Miles Sanders, you trade for Jordan Howard, and that was pretty solid, worked out well. Um, uh, and I mean, 2019, that was, I'm sorry, 2020, again, pretty much the same Miles Sanders. Um, and then now 2021, you start with Miles Sanders. He's the clear cut number one back looking back at his stats so far, 2019, his rookie year, 818 yards. That is four and a half yards per carry. That's a, that's really good as a rookie. Um, they didn't really run the ball too much that year. 2020 ran the ball even less his fr- or his rookie year I almost said freshman year his rookie year he had 179 rushes 2020 he had 164 keep in mind he did miss some time to injury so he was run a little bit heavier when he was in the game but overall there wasn't a lot of usage of Miles Sanders because he wasn't playing the full season he actually improved with less carries 867 yards five and a half yards per carry Man, if you see Miles Sanders running five and a half yards per carry, why are you not running him 20 plus times per game? That's what I never understood, um, What, why the Eagles would not use him more. It was just baffling. I think the Eagles will definitely improve more with the, with this this season with uh, Nick Sirianni as coach because he's probably walking in and he's saying, man, this Miles Sanders kid is good. We're going to make sure we use him. And keep in mind, Sanders is entering his third year, and after a player's third year in the league, after being a rookie on a rookie deal, that's the first year that they they can um, negotiate a second contract. So that's what Dallas Goddard is going through right now because he played three years in the league, now entering his fourth year. This is the first offseason that he can actually negotiate before he hits the open market next uh, next March, the following March. So Sanders, although it's not a contract year, this is a big year for the Eagles to decide, are we going to pay a running back the extreme price tag that they're going for right now? That you see Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, all of them signing. Is he worth that? Do the Eagles um, you know, 
respect that market. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. But this is a big year. If he puts a thousand on the on the stat sheet, man, it's gonna be tough to walk away from Miles Sanders after year four, that's for sure. So it starts with Sanders and a little stat to show why the Eagles should be running the ball to Miles Sanders more. So like I said, Sanders, he doesn't run the ball a lot. He had about 150 carries uh, his first year, and then he did it again his second year, about 800 yards each year. So solid numbers. There's not a lot of usage. And he wasn't even the main guy at Penn State. It's not like he ran 800 times at Penn State because he was behind Saquon Barkley all but one year. Now, 350 attempts on his career so far. He is tied for the most runs of over 50 yards in the NFL since 2019. The list is him, Nick Chubb, and Derrick Henry, all with five. So Miles Sanders, since 2019, since entering the league, he has ran the ball over 50 yards five times, a 50-yard rush. And most recently, you saw that this past season against the Steelers, the Ravens, um, I believe he had one more, but um, his first touchdown, his first rushing touchdown in 2019 against the Bills, um, that was an amazing run there. But anyways, Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry on the list. Nick Chubb has 519 attempts. Derrick Henry, 782. Sanders has half of that. <laughs> he has 350, and he still has the same amount of 50-yard rushes. That's impressive. So... I don't know why the Eagles refused to use him in the past, but this year should definitely be different. Sanders is the guy. He's going to be taking 20-plus carries. No matter how crowded the backfield is, he can do it. So as you all know, the Eagles have a slew of other running backs that they're going to be using. Names that come to mind, Kenneth Gainwell, on Johnson, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, just to name a few. So who's going to be making the team... Who's not? What value are they going to bring? We're going to get to that real quick. But before that, support for today's episode comes from Manscaped. Father's Day is just around the corner, and you probably need a gift for a hairy dad. Make your dad proud this year and get him and yourself the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 and Ultra Smooth Package. You know what they say like father, like son. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0 and Ultra Smooth Package is perfect for you and the dad in your life to complete your grooming game. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming, and their brand new shaving tools just dropped right in time for Father's Day. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is now available in US and Canada. What makes this waterproof trimmer different from all the other trimmers? The 7,000 RPM trimmer features skin-safe technology to keep your balls in check and helps reduce manscaping accidents around the world. A new multifunction on-off switch can engage a travel lock created for jet setters. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you it the ability to turn on the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Additional guard lengths with sizes 1 to 4 to let you trim to your liking. I love investing in the best new technology and and advancements, and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and details on the 4.0 are next level. If you want the complete package, the Manscaped Ultra Smooth Package is a three-step kit to keep your family jewels protected. 
All three of these are vegan, cruelty-free, and sulfate-free products are included so you know your manhood is in good hands. Stop imagining your dad has it covered because he probably doesn't. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. This is the perfect package for you and your dad's perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code PHL. It's dad bod season. Time to get smooth. All right, the next running back that I want to talk about is a brand new running back to this Eagles roster. Carry on Johnson, he was released by the Detroit Lions, and uh, you know the Eagles claimed him on waivers and brought him in. We talked about this on last podcast, but Carry on Johnson um, really just kind of fell out of favor in Detroit. They brought in DeAndre Swift; he's going to be the guy. Carry on Johnson, his production has dropped every single year. He's been injured a few times, um, so really just you know an opportunity for the Eagles to grab a talented running back. And see what he has left in the tank. He might not be anything special, but we'll see what happens. Um, his rookie year in 2018, he took 118 rushes for 641 yards. That is five and a half yards per carry. And then after that, he regressed just 403 yards in 2019, but he only played half of the season. And then in 2020, he played the full season, but just didn't get much playing time again because of De- DeAndre Swift. And he had just 181 rushing yards. And um, Carryon Johnson is a he's a special back. If you guys remember his rookie year, he was fantastic, um, electric. He could run be- between the tackles, but he can also receive the ball of the backfield. And I think that's where he's going to present his most value to the Eagles, receiving the football. I know Boston Scott can do that pretty well. However, Miles Sanders, I'm not sure if it was just a disconnect between him and Carson Wentz but there were several times over the past two years where Sanders and Carson Wentz would have an easy connection down the field a check down wheel route whatever it is a screen and either the throw was bad or Sanders couldn't catch it so I'm interested to see what it's going to look like after Sanders goes through this offseason has Jalen Hurts working with him is he going to go back to what we saw his freshman year or his rookie year of uh, being a receiving running back, of being that dual threat running back? Can he do both? Last year, it didn't look like it. Um, but the year before, definitely looked like it. So if he's not up to par to handle all of that and be that three down back, receiving the football as well, that's where Carryon Johnson comes in. He's been very, very efficient all three years, 213 yards in the receiving game is uh, rookie year, 127 the following, then 187 this past year. He had more receiving yards than rushing yards. His value to the team was as a receiver. So on Johnson, I think he will definitely make the team. The Eagles obviously had a lot of interest in him. Um, they put in a claim to waive or a, a waiver claim for him. So obviously the interest is there. He fell to the Eagles and. Um, you know, they got a new running back, too. I think Carryon Johnson has probably solidified him right now as running back, two on the roster just because of his versatility, um, doesn't have a lot of usage on him, and he can definitely have the experience to be a talented running back if Miles Sanders goes down, something that the Eagles lacked last year because although Miles Sanders was, is great, but when you miss, you know, a couple games, there was nobody that you can point to and say, you got to take over and take 15 um, carries this game 
Nobody on the roster could do it. However, I have to admit, one player that has been doing this well the past couple of seasons, when the opportunity arises, when his name is called, he steps up and has a big game. He's always due for one or two every season the past two years. Boston Scott. You know, Boston Scott, he joined the Eagles back in 2019. And, uh, you know, not a lot of production. His first year with the Eagles in 2019, 245 yards. And then 2020, 374 yards on the ground. Not not amazing, but still efficient. You know, over four yards per carry both years. Receiving 204 his first year, 212 that's over eight yards per reception both years. So Boston Scott is a player that, no, he cannot be a starting running back every single week, week in and week out. That's just not going to happen. He's not that kind of running back. His size, um, his value to the offense just prohibits that. However, when his name is called, when he has to step in a few times per game, or when the Eagles are playing the Giants and need a little spark and need two or three touchdowns out of one player, Boston Scott's the man. He's going to do it. Um, So hopefully we can see one of those traditional, those classic games where he just destroys the Giants once again. I think he is going to be um, a near lock to make the roster, and uh, hopefully he can improve his returning ability because it would be nice to have a a, uh, nice punt returner or kick returner now that Darren Sproles has been gone for a couple of years now. The Eagles have been lacking a good returner. Another running back I want to touch on is Jordan Howard, another familiar face to the Eagles. He's been on and off the team for the past couple of years. Something about the Eagles, they just love releasing and then bringing back guys named Jordan. We saw with Jordan Matthews a few years. Now with Jordan Howard, um, a pretty interesting situation with Jordan Howard. So back in 2019, the Eagles trade for Jordan, Jordan Howard. He was entering his last year of his rookie deal with the Bears. Eagles trade, I believe it was a fifth or sixth round pick for him. It was basically nothing. And um, he was coming off of averaging 1,000 yards per season, just insane amount of production. And there was some some stat out there as um, ever since 2017 or 2016, he was like top three in rushing yards up there with Saquon and Ezekiel Elliott. And everybody thought the Eagles are getting one of the best running backs in the league. Um, you know, I thought that Jordan Howard was going to be better than what he turned out to be, but I, I knew he wasn't going to be the next workhorse running back, three down back that you see in an Ezekiel Elliott, a Dalvin Cook, those premier running backs in the league. So anyways, Eagles trade for Jordan Howard, high expectations for him. They, they end up drafting Miles Sanders right after, and they pair um, Howard and Sanders together in this amazing backfield duo. Um, you know, a little bit of thunder and lightning, someone who can run between the tackles, someone who can give you the bl- big playability and uh, receive the ball of the backfield and what Sanders was. So 2019, his first year with the Eagles, he played 10 games, um, 525 rushing yards, um, six touchdowns. You know, the production was decent. You know, yards per carry were okay. The biggest game that people remember it was the, the, the Packers game when the Eagles went to Lambeau and defeat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and he had three touchdowns that game. Um, Everybody thought, because that was early in the season, I believe that was week three or week four, and a lot of people believe that Jordan Howard was going to be the future. Miles Sanders was struggling. 
He was fumbling the ball a lot. They thought Jordan Howard was in for a big year. Didn't really do too much after that. In 2020, he signed with the Dolphins, um, which I was upset about. I thought that he was going to get his second contract with the Eagles. He didn't. Ends up finding his way back to the Eagles, and rightfully so. I mean, when he was with the Dolphins, he averaged 1.2 yards per carry. He had 33 rushes in five games. Or 33 rushing yards, I'm sorry. 33 rushing yards in five games. Um, He was simply not good. His true colors showed in the league. He just, he burnt out after three years. You know, it's just the truth. He's, he doesn't have it anymore. Um, came back to Philly, didn't really play much at all. And, uh, you know, just ended up back on the Eagles in 2021. Um, the Eagles signed him again. So he is on the roster. And I think the Eagles claiming carry on Johnson is going to push Jordan Howard off the roster. Who knows? He might come back mid season if injuries happen or whatever situation there might be in 2021. But, um, right now, as we speak, I do not see Jordan Howard making the final roster. I think it's going to be Miles Sanders, Carryon Johnson, Boston Scott, and uh, the Eagles can't be just keeping three running backs. Yes, we are going to touch on Kenneth Gainwell. Eagles drafted Kenneth Gainwell in the fifth round of the 2021 NFL Draft. He's from Memphis and um, fantastic running back. I am super, super excited for Gainwell in the Eagles offense. I think I mean, just top to bottom, it is a extremely talented group. You got Miles Sanders on the top who can just do everything. And then you have Gainwell who can do everything as well, but he's younger. Um, you know, he, he can do a little bit more, a little bit less. You know, they have different roles on the offense. on Johnson, probably going to be more of a receiving back. And then Boston Scott just to come in and shake things up. That is a amazingly built group there that the Eagles have put together, I have to admit. So Kenneth Gainwell, a little bit about him. He spent two years at um, Memphis. He redshirted his first year because he, only, he played less than four games, and um, so that was considered a redshirt year. 2019 was his redshirt freshman year, and um, keep in mind, in 2018, it wasn't because he, he didn't play because, um, not because he didn't have the skill. He's obviously a talented running back. Keep in mind, 2018 at Memphis, that was when Tony Pollard was there. Um, he's in the league now, so the Cowboys. Daryl Henderson was there. Um, he's in the league. He's with the Rams. So Memphis had a lot of talent back then. So that's kind of why Gainwell sat on the bench, waited for his opportunity, waited for those guys to get out of the league. And then 2019, as a redshirt freshman, over two thousand yards from scrimmage he had over 1400 on the ground and then 600 through the air wow six and a half yards per carry on the ground and then uh 12 yards per reception through the air he is he's an all-around talented running back 2020 he sat out due to covid um but man i wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year Kenneth Gainwell is the running back two for the Eagles. He is going to be special. And, uh, you know, the the stats speak for themselves. These high yards per carry means that you can plug him in and he's just going to produce play after play. He's going to come in and just get chunk plays for the Eagles. And, again, like Miles Sanders, have that home run hitting ability. 
He could take it to the house. Um, super excited for Kenneth Gainwell. I'm excited to see how he's going to develop. And this goes league-wide. How are these players that sat out in 2020 going to develop? Are they going to be better suited in 2021? Are they going to be a little bit slow to start? We'll see. But the Eagles are lucky because they have some great running backs in front of him right now. Let him get adjusted to the NFL and then come in and just dominate. So right now, as we wrap up this podcast, the Eagles are going to be very run-heavy this offseason. This, um, not this offseason, this season. That is definitely a fact. But how are the Eagles going to break it up? So let's say the Eagles run the ball about 35 times, 40, maybe let's say 40 times per game. Um, probably run 40 past 30 if I were to just break it down real quick. So out of 40 rushes, you're given 20 to Miles Sanders, 25 max. Jalen Hurts is going to be good for 5 to 10. Gainwell is another one in that 5 to 10 category. And then guys like Carrion Johnson and Boston Scott, when they come in, it's going to be more of the receiving game. Yes, they might get two, three, four yards or um, receptions out of the backfield. They might get two, three, four rushes through the tackles or um, some sweeps. But really, the the ground game is going to be through Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts. That's what it's going to start with. These are the guys that are going to be best suited to push the ball down the field for the Eagles. Then once Gainwell starts getting adjusted, he starts improving, he's going to be the next guy up, no doubt about it, because I see Carrion Johnson more as a role player. Same with Boston Scott. Gainwell is going to be more of that running back two role that you can put in if Miles Sanders get, gets hurt, gets tired, or just isn't working one game. So very excited to see what this Eagles running back rotation is going to turn out to be, but it's a good one. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, this is the best group that I've seen in years. I can't remember the last time the Eagles have had a group this deep and this talented. So you're going to see players like Michael Killen or um, Adrian Killens, um, these undrafted free agents from last offseason. Again, they're not going to make the team, unfortunately. But, you know, hopefully they can make the practice squad and make their make their voice heard next year in 2022 but uh right now the eagles have a very very talented group and if i were to guess right now it's going to go into the season with these four miles sanders carry on johnson boston scott and kenneth gainwell that is what we have for this podcast Uh, make sure you like comment subscribe subscribe on your favorite podcast platform that is going to be on apple Podcasts, spotify anchor stitcher you name it we're on there subscribe to the birds banter podcast so you never miss another podcast in the future thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to enjoy some eagles content from the birds banter podcast again my name is matt loopy and this is the bird birds banter podcast we will see you next week go birds 